What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, no. And we back. Back again, man. Feels good to be back. So soon, too. Twice in a, one month. What are we doing out here? Doing a lot. We're doing something big. Of course, it's still February, so we're still celebrating Black History Month. I got my 28 Sounds of Blackness that's finishing up. Uh, just featured by Marley today, uh, Buffalo Soldiers. Um, so definitely, you know, hit that hashtag on Instagram and you can kind of catch up with everything that I got going on there. Um, obviously, like we talked about last episode, February is still so coarse. We're still repping, still celebrating, still honoring James DeWitt Yancey, a.k.a. Jay Dilla. For his, what would have been his 50th birthday. Uh, so the music this week in the background uh, is actually a playlist that I started. Um, actually, I kind of it was already a play, play, uh, playlist made, but I I use title more so than I use Spotify or YouTube music or Apple music, and. Um, the gentleman who created this playlist, I, they didn't have as much on title, so I kind of had to do like some converting and 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 adding. So the playlist isn't complete to say the least. But uh, the playlist is called Dilla Time, and it's inspired by um, the book Dilla Time by Dan Charnas. So there's a lot of music that's referenced in the book. Um, so this playlist is just basically all the music that gets referenced in the book. So that's what we rock and win in the background today. This is Dime Peace, Jay Dilla, uh, Dwale, uh, The Shining. So yeah, so that's what's in the background with us today. Oh man, but like I said, this is a special episode. We are honoring and celebrating Jay Dilla. Uh, so... I just wanted to do something special for this episode, so um, I called up some friends of mine, um, you know, wanted to see if they could bless us with uh, some words about Della. You know, I asked them each a few questions, so I asked them, um, you know, do they? What was their introduction to to Jay Dilla? Like, what was the first time that they heard him? Right? What was the first time you ever seen his name, or you know, heard like a production, and you know, you were told, "Hey, this is someone named Jay Dilla. This is JD, whoever." Uh, you know, what was that introduction to the man, uh, the musician, the producer, the rapper? 
uh, known as Jay Dilla. Um, so we had that that question, and the second question was, what was your favorite uh, Jay Dilla um, track? Now, not just like a beat. I'm talking. I was talking uh, all songs. And so whether he produced it, whether he's rapping on it, whether he produced it or rap or rapping on it, or you know he didn't produce it at all and he's just rapping, whatever the case. Um, favorite Jay Dilla track. So I got a few people uh, that some of you may be familiar with, um, some of you may not be familiar with, but now you're gonna get familiar with them, and you know make sure you follow them. Um, and yeah, man. I hope this is a wonderful episode. Like I said, this is a this is our Jay Dilla tribute episode. So uh, it's going to be all things Dilla this episode. So, you know, when we come back next time, we'll catch up on sports and, and comic book geek stuff and all that other hip hop stuff. But uh, this episode is going to be all things Dilla, Dilla World. So I was able to go to the Dilla World concert which i'll get into that too um but i do want to start off i guess with the questions that i'm going to be asking uh some of our special guests that are that are you know joining on uh throughout the episode um i guess i'll start which i think you guys may may have um we may have talked about this before um that about what what my introduction was to jay dilla uh, I guess my introduction would probably, I mean, subliminally, like subliminally, I can't even talk today, subliminally, man, I can really not, don't laugh because I'm, I'm <laughs> butchering that word, uh, subliminally, man, yeah, yeah, we'll just move on, um, you know, I'm sure that I may have heard like one or two Jay Dilla produced tracks without, you know, knowing that it was Jay Dilla. Which, you know, if you listen to the very first episode, I kind of get into that. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know that it was Dilla. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't. I didn't know. I didn't know, man. I didn't know. So I knew a ton of Jay Dilla music. I just didn't know it was Dilla. And then, uh, you know, eventually I found out that it was Dilla. Um, and I was almost, like, upset because this was after after he had passed so you know i i i kind of was upset i was like mad at myself um because why didn't i know why didn't i do my research a little bit sooner you know i was i was mad about that um i was uh I was disappointed in myself because I, I like to think of myself as a uh, somewhat, I mean, I'm, you know, I didn't grow up in the vinyl age, but I consider myself somewhat like a music digger. You know I mean? I, I try to find things and, oh, who produced that? You know, let me go find that out. I guess that it started later in my life, though. I wasn't like a younger child doing that. I just consumed music without thinking that much into it to be honest which i think most of us end up doing um so like my first i think the first song i ever really like heard and you can kind of tell that it's dilla's 
even though he's not even credited on this beat, I think it's just credited as the Uma. But when you hear it, there's no no doubt that it's that Dilla produced this, and it, you know, it probably got mixed and and mastered and and buffed up a little bit after the fact. But this is a this is a Dilla a Dilla produced. Once we get past this ad. Check my style out, out. Life situations are the ones I speak about. It seems cast nowadays be getting introduced to courage. Don't get discouraged because my words are blue with life flourish. We got the bounty. We're from the Queens County. Overlooking things like a Rushmore Mountie. Ain't got no other choice except to get a little love. We rise above the beat be flitting like a glove. Yeah, man. So that's Tribe Called Quest. Same old thing. And it is on the Men in Black soundtrack. The first Men in Black soundtrack says 1997. Uh, actually, 1996. I probably when this was made, and the movie came out in 1997. Um, yes, yeah, so that's the Uma beat, which you know later I found out that the Uma, of course, was uh, Q-Tip, Ali Shaheed Muhammad, uh, D'Angelo, Raphael Sadiq, and of course, Jay Dilla. Um, I listened to an interview. Um, man, all right. So he had this interview back in like '03. Jay Dilla, he was in the Netherlands. And they asked me questions like, "Yeah, so." Tip it did this and that. I'm like, no, I did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, no. So it was like, yeah, after a while, it, it got to be frustrating. You know what I'm saying? And led to tension and just, you know what I'm saying? Like, complaints. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, let's do this. Let's do this. Trackmasters was actually the people on top. Yeah. You know, over there, they're just killing it. And, and we happen to have the same management, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, how come we don't have the same exposure? The same? Slum was. Uh, the reason I'm even here. Like, so, yeah, man. Um, so that, uh, you know, he kind of, so he, he, he basically confirms what I was just telling you. You know, I mean, a lot of the early stuff that he was doing with the Uma, he wasn't always credited on all of that. So, um, you know, not surprising that there's a lot of people that didn't know that it was him behind the early stuff. So even if I was the way I am now back then when I was, uh, you know, I mean, I, when that came out, I was I was seven. So <laughs> I wasn't digging like that. I wasn't that prodigy, that that type of prodigal son. You know what I mean? Um, nah, I was, you know, I mean, I just consumed music. Uh, most of it was music that my parents played. Some of it was, um, you know, I had like the little uh the little like fisher price boombox speaker so i had that 
we listen to radio all the time, my brother and I, so we got to pick our music on that. But that uh I remember my parents bought my brother and I the uh two CDs that summer because we just moved to Michigan. And that was actually like one of the first things we did. It was my seventh birthday. I remember we went to McDonald's. <laughs> we went to the McDonald's uh play place for those of y'all that from here to that one over there on Hall Road in Sterling Heights, Clinton Township, Sterling Heights. Um, so I went over there to that that play place. Uh, we went there and we played, and then we went to, like I said, those of y'all that are from here, we went to a mall, Lakeside Mall, and they had a movie theater in there back in the day. So we went and saw Men in Black. And then right like a few days after that, uh, or it might have been like right before that, I forget, Anyways, like for my birthday, and because we were just moving to Michigan, my parents, like, you know, trying to make us feel comfortable or something. I don't know. Whatever the case was, they bought us CDs. Um, my brother got the Good Burger soundtrack, and I got the Men in Black soundtrack. Uh, low key, the, the Good Burger soundtrack got some fire on it, but I still think that I made out <laughs> with this Men in Black soundtrack uh, that is produced by the Uma. And track masters. Um, so, uh, and possibly so so deaf, if I'm not mistaken, but I think that's just because there's uh, one track that's JD and uh, Snoop Dogg on there. Uh, Jermaine Dupree, that JD. Hence the confusion around that time and why he went changed his name to Jay, uh, to Jay Dilla. Uh, so that was my intro. And honestly, it's still one of my favorite songs, but but I can't say that it is my favorite. Um, this one is definitely one of my favorites, my favorite beats. I don't know why this beat just be be jumping. Um, I'm gonna play you off you though, because as you'll find as we as we're talking to our guests. It's really hard to pinpoint one Jay Dilla track that's your favorite, and I'll get to why. I'll get to it after we, you know, after I play y'all some of our guests. Um, but this one is called "F the Police." <laughs> Sorry, y'all. The beat's crazy though. expressed on this recording are solely those of the artists and by no means do we encourage or condone violence against law officials oh it's for you it's for you uh, yeah it's for my street niggas feel it on the count of three say fuck the police one two three fuck the we could lose a few of them, we got enough of them My niggas on the corner, they be dodging and dunking them Bitches getting pulled over, end up fucking them For real, and see now we got these fake cops They thought he had a gun, made a mistake cops I hate cops, turn on the TV Is this another cop busted from illegal business? They out of control, they out of their minds They pulling you over, they hopping inside Just know you got drugs and know you got guns And they know when they mad when they can't find none Stupid! Don't you know they give in at the stash box? The he be in, they need a key to get in it. And the offended people suck my balls. All y'all off the wall, get stupid, dog. Don't hold back. Don't 
So he's spazzing. He's rapping on that one too. Spazzing. So that's that's uh, definitely one of my favorites. Um. Oh man, this is one of my favorite beats. Like this song right here, man. If you guys like, I know a lot of us uh, have become Dilla fans and, and Slum Village fans after the fact. A couple people will talk to. Um, we're blessed to be outside, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, you know, during the come up and the run of Slum Village and, and Jay Dilla. So um, it'll be it'll be interesting to hear their perspective. But uh, from the people that like me that kind of came, you know, after the fact, were introduced to Jay Dilla through Slum. See, I, I guess here's the thing, right? So. Uh, let me go back to that interview because I cut him off. I cut Jay Dilla off right when he was about to say, explain what I'm about to explain to y'all. Um, so let me let Jay Dilla say it in his own words, and then I'll provide context. At Domino's, you can oh, these ads, man! I love Domino's, but not right now, man. Come on, G. Uh, an Expedia, yeah, true. You better give a brother some discount. To tip, and that's how I actually got on. All right, let me go back a little bit. Slum was uh, the reason I'm even here. Like, uh, like I, I shopped Slum to tip, and that's how I actually got on. You know what I'm saying? Shopping the Slum Village demo. But, and he called me, he was like, he wasn't interested in the slums. Like, slum has always been slept on. And I tell people, like, you know, they, they think I'm either frustrated or bitter at them. It's like, no, nah, they, they got to understand that. I, w I was there through all of that, through all of the rejection. So to see them do something successfully and somebody believe in them and put something out, it's like, I know how they feel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And speaking of which, this reunion album yeah. for this year, Slum Village will be back together. So, yeah. So, basically, what he's saying is, and for a lot of the people that were, you know, around and outside coming up during the come up, unless you were local and, you know, involved in like the hip hop shop and, going to the shelter and all that um, during the mid to late 90s, you wouldn't have known. Most of those people that were, you know, into hip-hop during that time and became Jay Dilla fans became Jay Dilla fans because of him producing for a Tribe Called Quest and for Farside and then, you know, everyone else that he eventually ended up producing for. And then from that, then they were later on introduced to Slum Village. Um, but originally, no, I'm sorry, I, I'm getting uh, mixed up. So there's that, right? There's, there's the, the group of people that were Jay Dilla fans and then got introduced to Slum Village through Jay Dilla. Then there's the younger generation who were introduced to Slum Village first because of Tainted and Selfish. So I was actually introduced to Slum Village before I recognized and could 
tell you about the man and the name Jay Dilla and the producer. Uh, so I was a Slum fan, and then, like, you know, like I was a Slum fan before I started to dive into the history of music and the science of music and the math of music, like all these different aspects of music than just listening to it and being entertained by it. All of that came later for me, like, you know, 18, 19, 20, eight, you know, 18 to like now, you know, I'm still doing, I'm still that way. But that developed, uh, you know, when I first got to college, uh, right before college, really just like fresh out of high school, I had, I had time. I was on an island. I was living in Guam at the time. I had time to kind of nurture that curiosity of, okay, there's all these songs and music that you like, but how did, how did, how did it become so you know i've always been interested in the why and the how and that kind of thing um so you know i uh i eventually like dug into it and was like oh okay so these members were a part of slum village and this guy jay dilla oh 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 okay what whoa, whoa. Oh, he produced that? Are you serious? What? Oh my. For real? That too? You know what I mean? So for my generation it was that. We were we got introduced to Slum Village and then and then, you know, stumbled across or were introduced to Jay Dilla. So um there's two distinctions, right? There's a difference between the two. I say all that to introduce <laughs> Uh, Fantastic Volume 1. Volume 2 is probably the most famous one. It's got, uh, you know, Q-Tip is on it, Busta Rhymes is on it, um, D'Angelo's on it, um, Corrupt from the West Coast. Somehow he, he got on it. I've always wondered, I think, I've always wondered how he got on there. Uh, Slum Village was on Questlove's uh, podcast um, not too long ago. When I listened to it, I I don't remember if they said how corrupt ended up getting on the track, but um, I know that Dilla was supposed to to be doing some stuff with Dr. Dre at some point, um, supposedly um, through like word of mouth, through pr- uh, proof, and um, Denon Porter, you know, being out there with Eminem and working with Dre, and then you know, them kind of being in Dre's ear, like, hey, man, there's a dude out in Detroit, man. You got to link up with him, Jay Dilla. You got to link up with JD. And, um, and so, you know, at some point, I think Dre and Jay Dilla were supposed to work together, especially when it came to, like, Busta, uh, Busta's album, because Busta, when you got the Genesis project, um, I think half of that is produced by Dre, and then there's, like, an, a few tracks that are Dilla's. Um but they never actually got to work together. But anyways, um, so volume two is the more popular of the fantastic volumes. Um, but volume one, man, has a bunch of joints on it too and some crazy beats. Uh, and this one is one of my favorites. It's called B G N M. T3 talking crazy at the beginning, though. Get drunk off my dick tonight. I want you to get blasted off of my meat sack tonight. Please blaze my dick like a blonde and make me want your cunt. 
Watch this beat switch up right here. Said you looking for them niggas, yeah, we be them. Shipping my mail, some more EPM. These shit about to blow up like some helium. I usually rock around 92 PPMs, like medium. The Lex is what you see me in. Homeboy, don't ever step to SV again. Shout out to Five Ella, ain't no beef with them. Gotta say what's up to House Shoes and BGM. Oh, I gotta go whisk like 3 PM. House Shoes, get my house. favorites probably my one of my favorite beats is this beat right here listen if you're ever on youtube and you're just like bored and you're trying to like find some music or something to listen to to keep you entertained whatever you're doing look up uh sean price black thought uh, I forget who else is in there. Um, Shave 45 Freestyle. And Black Thought and Sean Price are spitting over this beat right here. It's crazy. Like that. Doom, 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 the bass line. Baseline come in. Boom. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Like, come on, man. Waiting for that baseline to come in again. Of course, I say it. Uh, that's from the uh, J Loves Japan. Uh, I'm pretty posthumous album. I'm pretty sure. Come on, after the fact. Uh, what's another one? Make him envy. This is one of my favorites. Um, just beats and. Uh, 
get the urge to splurge Don't bling, I do it, nobody's concerned They ain't got a thing to do with, do with this Shut the fuck up, please and he's believe spitting. I had the boy need out of Philly free to sleep Giving the gangsta love like even keys The first piece, worth about a set of these with cheese And haters think I ain't peep they thieves Don't think I don't got peeps that'll squeeze the things And trying to be M.O.P. or B.P.O.A. Me and my mans in M.O.P. And we don't play those games, no chain talking, only congratulated them. 111 off the Donuts album. Oh, by the way, make them envies off the rough draft. That's where Dilla's rapping. Um, I think an original concept was supposed to be him rapping over a bunch of other producers' beats. This is 111 off a of donut. Man, this one right here. Y'all heard this. If you listened to the last episode, y'all heard this. This is on the instrumental mix that I made. I just kept looping, man. That, that sample right there is just... And the way he blended it, man. It just... I don't know if y'all can hear that. Doom, 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 Nasty. This is another one of my favorites. Yeah, we just gonna have a good time today, man. We represent Dilla. Happy 50th Dilla month, man. This is that like on one of those homework edits on youtube if y'all know what i'm talking about they call these if you go and type in uh famous instrumental uh like this one perhaps and then type in homework edit then usually uh someone will have edited that song to make it like an hour and a half long i guess so you can listen to it while you're doing your homework i'm assuming that's where the homework edit started unless there's like some application called homework where you can edit this stuff um if that's the case somebody please put me on <laughs> um but i'm pretty sure it's so like it was because people like to in- listen to instrumentals and stuff while they do homework so they edit some of the cool so you know some of the, the top instrumentals uh and make them longer so that people can just you know keep listening to it over and over and over and i could listen to this one just over and over and over this is won't do uh, from the shining. It's 
not enough for me, no. Yeah, man. Uh, y'all got me out here trying to, out here singing and stuff. I'm supposed to be podcasting. I don't, I don't sing no more. I'm retired. Although, if someone needs any hooks, uh, hit me up. I'll come out of retirement real quick. <laughs> yeah, let's bring it back to volume two. To close this, close my portion of this out. My favorite beats. We're going to stay on volume two for these last three. What's up with you? What's up with you? What's up with you? What's up with you? Special way. Special way. Special way. Special way. Yeah, man. To you, for you. Off of volume two. Man, Dilla was really in his bag when he was doing these volume volume two beats. Mm. 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 Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Minicolous Mac, Minicolous Mac, Minicolous Mac. I said on disco. I see B4, you better raise it up. This might have been one of my first introductions to Slum Village, too. I don't know where I heard this first. Maybe Office Space? I don't know if my parents was really bumping. Maybe they bumping the Office Space soundtrack. Hey, 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 hey. What you say? Get this money. What you gonna do today? Just say, hey, I wanna get paid. Every day, every day. What you say? I don't think, man, you don't know how often I, I quote this song. Get this money. What you say? 
way. I got a fresh ass car with some blonde spray. People walking down the street and tell me stank. I got a conscious eye here handling big things. As I sit into the crib with the sachet. In my room with the shot with the big tank. Don't get mad because I'm doing things you just can't. Hey, what you say? Get this money. What you gonna do today? Hey, I'm trying to get paid every day, every day, every day. Low key, this is such a Detroit song. You need to get back like the read, baby. Just hustling, trying to get that money, baby. My man, now what you know about the Great Lakes? We contemplate on getting money like sweepstakes. Sipping dark grapes, party in the dark shade. You see your dicky cold chiller like a ballet. Money make it a re- like a Money make it a Rico suave. Hey. <laughs> With the money. Yeah, man. So. What you gonna do today? Just say, hey, I wanna get paid. Hey, get paid, get paid, get paid. <laughs> Some of the Detroit Motor City foreplay. Keeping it real, y'all. Boss ball. Yeah, man. So, yeah, that is some of my favorites. Um. with the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast, or Name in Reverse. Uh, quick shout out to my boy uh, GameCube, man. I finally got to meet the. I finally got to meet this guy, man, and he uh, he hit me up about trying to do this uh, D- Dilla tribute thing he's trying to put together. So let's talk about Dilla, man. Um, it's interesting because I was super young when I started like hearing about him and things like that, and I really wasn't too familiar with like the music aspect because i didn't really know shit about like sampling and the production aspect of things i just knew you know who the artist was or who the rapper was but as i got older i started to get more curious about certain things like that you know i started listening to like all right man who sampled this or what producers behind this man what are they using like you know like started getting like really really nerdy about it as i you know started getting more curious about music and he asked me what was the very first or when was the very first time I heard of Dilla and, and this is I guess it's like a two-part thing because it's not the first time I heard of the person the first time I listened to him are two totally different answers first time I heard of the person Jay Dilla or JD uh, was Slum I mean you can't really mention Jay Dilla without Slum Village they kind of go hand in hand uh, but you know two set like two Detroit staples obviously but ironically enough it was actually the se- like the, the selfish song on uh, Detroit Deli was the very first time I've heard the person Jay Dilla and I know selfish uh, you know that was a Kanye West production really didn't have anything to do with Dilla on that particular song uh, friend of mine you know growing up I was probably like 10 or 11 I think when that song came out he goes yeah man Slum uh J- Jay Dilla's in Slum Village and all this you, you know what I'm familiar with him you check him out I'm like oh shit all right yeah I'll, I'll do that mind you you know this wasn't like there was not like, like no YouTube or anything like that around this particular time frame so I you know I had to like do a little bit of research with it 
and then I came across I feel like like most people uh, I hate saying this basic answer but running from the far side was definitely my very first intro into you know Jay Diller production and learning like you know like you know that last like four count kind of lag behind a little bit and I'm looking like yo this shit is weird it's like weaving in and out of beat and things mind you I'm not I'm thinking I'm thinking about it you know in retrospect now at the time I didn't know shit about any of that so I'm just thinking about like you know how dope it was to kind of really discover this new thing man and then you know going more into it I was listening to uh you know, Climax from Fantastic Volume 2, which is a little bit older project from them, which was absolutely amazing. You know, it's Dilla Bars on that one, so that's always, you know, something good to hear. Uh, I He was asking me about my, uh, my favorite Dilla produced song. So, it's interesting, because I was listening to uh, MF Doom Gazillion Ear, which is a sample of Dilla's uh, Phantom of the Simps, which I love that track to death for the fact that it gives me like this almost like this uh this weird like almost Arabian kind of sound I guess in a way like I'm like holy shit this is ill as hell man that uh you know hearing Helen Doom flip that and rap over and things like that because those were two like absolute Dylan I mean Doom was an absolute evil genius in his own regard when it came to production that was his whole persona so you know it was just really cool like you know hearing these work together and then you know like mad lib and you know he's worked with d'angelo like so many people and uh don't didn't you know with uh with erica badu i mean that's like the most like so querying ass beat i've ever heard man it's so it's so dope but i think probably my overall favorite Dilla produced song and the song just brings me back to like a very happy time in my life is the light from common which like water for chocolate is probably my favorite common album period but the uh, bobby caldwell sample on that and just like how it's just so put together really dope it's just such a it's such a great track man and yeah i yo i, I apologize if i'm rambling a little bit but yo it's 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 this dealer man that's what we're talking about so yeah man uh those are my that's my very very long-winded answer and i appreciate you guys r.i.p dilla uh happy dilla month to everyone yo 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 what up though um i was asked to um answer a couple questions about one of my favorite hip-hop artists ever right jay dilla um shout out to the homie gamecube that dude um for asking me to do this but he asked me um when i first heard about dilla um it had to be towards like the end of his life now that's not the first time i heard his music um because yeah i was a hip-hop head but i wasn't like that 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 deep into it um but i was but i wasn't at the same time and uh so like obviously i heard the busta rhyme songs that were produced by dilla but i didn't know who dilla was or whatever i wasn't looking for who the producers were and, and shit like that at the time um until i got a little bit older and i learned about dilla more towards the end of his life um 
um, when I found out who produced The Light, and I remember hearing on the radio, like, when they played Common The Light, they're like, yo, this is produced by Detroit's own Jay Dilla, XYZ, and then I started learning about Dilla, Slum Village, and, and things of that nature, um, so those were my younger days, um, and the second question is, what's my favorite Dilla track? Hands down, and uh, I'm damn near listening. I ain't gonna say I've heard everything, but I've probably the majority of Dilla music that is to the public's accessibility. I've probably heard it more than once, and I, I think I have to say uh, my favorite Dilla joint, Dilla produced joint, or whatever, is Not Champa. I like Water for Chocolate by Common. That's probably my favorite beat, my favorite. Hip-hop instrumental of all time Is Nak Champa uh, By Common Produced by JD It's your man's ballad, baby Peace Thank you, E-Man And Valid Appreciate y'all Big shout out to y'all for sure, man Like I said, man Dilla Impacts so many, man It's kind of funny like how some of our our stories are similar uh in regards to our introduction so um and you know our picking our trying to pick a favorite so that's it's that's kind of cool to see um like i said we did we did go to uh Dilla world live man that was dope um so let me tell you let me read y'all the lineup before i start uh like playing, talking about it, and kind of playing y'all a little bit of the recordings. Um, so this was the lineup. So it's Dilla World Live. Um, so we have Boldy James as the headliner, Elzai and Oh No, Sky Zoo, Mina Mahone, seven one eight to three one three. Uh, which is uh, uh, Hush uh, and Bobby J from Rockaway. Uh, then we got Set You Free. And we also had the My Detroit Players Band uh, doing a special dedication to Amp Fiddler. Uh, then we also had uh, Cloudy with Three Wise. Uh, we had YKU, uh, Stax, the MVP, Black Lion Society. Uh, there was a beat showcase with Trox, Blizzard, and Foulmouth. Uh, anybody who's from the area know Foulmouth. Foulmouth does a lot of stuff. He's a big underground producer. Um, here in Detroit, does a lot of stuff with Bizarre from D12. Um then we had uh outside in the back patio the tinted patio they had uh a dilla tribute house mix like a dilla house mix uh and that was by agent x so it was dope and then they had all this art um from the night before that because the night before they had an art event uh at the museum of contemporary art in detroit mocad um so that was dope. I mean, this is a really cool concert, man. I'm not going to lie. Um, I was a little, I don't know why. I kind of like got in my head 
going into it. Cause I've done, you know, what I mean, I, 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 I'm comfortable on the mic. Uh, growing up rapping, you know, what I'm saying, used to perform shows. Um, but I say honestly, where I started to get my comfortability on uh, using the microphone and 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 hearing myself on the microphone and everything uh, came when I started DJing weddings. That really, like, you can't be scared DJing weddings because you're literally in charge of some you know the most important day of people's lives for a lot of people um you know what i'm saying so i got over that real quick um so i wasn't nervous in that regard i was just more nervous because i wasn't able to uh get in touch with anyone that was running the event um so you know i didn't know the protocol like what they were allowing people to do as far as media. So, you know what I mean? I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Like, I didn't, you know what I mean? It's Jay Dilla, you know what I'm saying? So, I didn't want to, I didn't want to step on anybody's toes. So, I kind of, like, I I went to the concert to treat it as if it was work. Um, But then I kind of psyched myself out. Like, man, uh, you know, I'm talking, getting in my head. Like, man, they... Anybody here? Nobody here wants you to work. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody knows that you're here to work. Like, they're not worried about that. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I kind of got in my head, like, thinking, like, it's gonna be an issue if I try to, um, you know, pull out my uh, recorder or uh, pull out my. I got like a whole setup for my my phone to record and everything and get footage. I even brought my microphone and stuff because I wasn't sure who I'd run into. Uh, so I kind of, I was prepared, but I psyched myself out and I missed a couple opportunities. Like I wanted to um, get there like kind of right on time so that before it kind of filled up, if there was anybody that was there that I recognized or knew or anything, you know, I kind of talked to them and be like, hey, you know, ask me the same questions that I've been asking everybody and kind of have like a whole, you know what I mean? That was my plan, right? Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. Uh, so I walked in. I was there pretty early. I uh, walked in, and it was pretty empty. Um, and I realized, like, I had a, I had a, I brought a bag, but I didn't bring it in. Cause I was I hadn't been to the Marble Bar, but I guess that was part of the issue too. I had never been to the Marble Bar. Um, I actually, y'all know that I used to deliver mail. So back when I used to deliver mail, that was the area that I delivered mail to. So I actually used to deliver mail to the Marble Bar um, whenever they had mail, but I had never been in, so I didn't know nothing about it. You know what I mean? Um, as far as like what it look like on the inside and what you're allowed to bring, what you're not allowed to bring. Um, so anyways, I go in, got nothing on me, set my phone. Um, and I'm like, yeah, man, they didn't really give it. They didn't give me a hard time. They just saw my, so you see, to they just checked my phone to see if I had a ticket and that was it. And I saw, I saw, uh, a couple other people with their book bags and stuff. I'm like, man, I'm over here psyching myself out, and I could out here, be out here doing some real work. 
You know what I mean? Getting some things done, like for real. So I'm, I went back out, got, got all my stuff, and I was able to get some footage for you. I missed a couple people that I wanted to say what up, though, too, and maybe talk to them, at least introduce myself, but even if I couldn't get them to, like, hey, you got a, a minute or two to, to get a drop or, or something. Um, you know, I was, I, uh, I miss, I definitely know that I missed out on one or two people that I should have been able to uh, say what up to. So I apologize um, to them. Um, but uh, I did run into a few other people. Finally got to meet my uh, home, my homie online homie, E-Man uh, from the Beats, uh, from the Beats. Brews and Point of Views podcast, that which y'all have heard me shout them out before, uh, E-Man and Neil. Um, so I finally got to meet E-Man in person, and we kicked it uh, for the majority of the concert, so that was kind of cool, uh, dope dude, and, and was nice enough to come and bless us and join us on this episode, so that was that was cool, that was nice enough. Uh, linked up my homie Valet. Um so yeah, I mean there was there was a lot of people up in the building. Um what's my my man Hatch uh was in was in the building. Uh who else did I see up in there? Awesome Dre, which is like one of the first first artists to sign with a major label in Detroit. Uh so he was there. Of course the people everybody that was involved with the concert, DJ Los was uh was the DJ and he was he was scratching up he was scratching up for everybody for that was performing for the night which was dope like I I used to like I said you know I used to perform way back in the day we had DJs there and none of them DJs was not scratching our songs they weren't scratching it up for us and and kind of performing with us uh, so that was dope so when we walked in the concert right uh, the, the young boys they had some young boys uh, started off. And I feel bad because they gave out little flyers so you could be able to find them on social media. But I hit this little QR code. But I hit the code thing, and I guess it's like you got to sign up for this like QR code reader. And I wasn't trying to do all that, so I apologize. I don't even have necessarily their name because I just looked on the flyer to try to get their name. And I don't know what happened to the little flyer that they were, their personal flyers that they were uh, passing out. Somebody might have thrown it away on me on accident because I put it on the counter. Um, But I'm going to let y'all hear what they sounded like. It was like four dudes. Like, they couldn't have been any more than like 22. It wasn't bad at all. Let's see right there. I don't know if he had the vintage. If I had the video up, uh, y'all can see. But they, which though I, I imagine they'll learn over time. Like they need a TV track here. So. 
as you'll notice when I start to play some of these more seasoned artists that have been around a little bit longer, like these guys were going over their vocals, so it even messed up one of the dudes trying to rap. Um, it kind of messed him up. So he wasn't able to, uh, he kind of caught it, and then you didn't really notice on the audio, but if you watch a video, like he made a face because he messed up because he's, got, he's trying to rap over lyrics. So those lyrics, the timing sometimes is, is a little bit off from when you record it. You have to do the exact same way that you recorded it in order for it to not sound like you're rapping over your vocals. But that's almost impossible to do, to repeat that the exact same way that you recorded it. Um, so they were straight. It was cool. Uh, and then there's other cat named Cloudy with three Y's. He was dope. Um, he had this song here. He was spitting. He was spitting. That might not have, I don't know if they had the vo- his vocals 100% uh, blended right. The sound engineer that was sitting, sitting there. I always wonder that too. Like that's, I'd love to have an in, interview with the sound engineer uh, that works venues because my man was sitting on stage. Like how do you truly, because I, often I see it, like when I go to the Fox, um, for any, I brought my kids to different stuff, Sesame Street Live, whatever, at the Fox, and their sound engineers sit in the middle on the floor. You know what I mean? And and not physically on the floor, but floor level in the middle. Um, I imagine like you can hear the monitors, you can hear what the crowd's hearing. If you're on stage, I feel like it's a little bit harder. But anyways, uh, I digress. My man's cloudy with three Y's killed it. Um, you could tell he's got got some lyrics in there. Got the flow. I know my granny's there. Like that that was that was kinda fly. Where he kinda held it and then hit the hit the inflection. Um so I was rocking with him. Cause that beat, that beat's dope too. Uh, who else do we have? Who else was up in the building? Paris, right? Yeah. Ooh, I went too far. Sorry, y'all. All right, so we had Cloudy with Three Wise. All right, next we have my man's Stacks MVP. 
was a little bit more like Detroit sound. Everybody else that was there was had a uh, had definitely had like a more boom bap feel. Well, this is definitely like a Detroit sound. But he was spitting too. My man's cold. He was kind of dope too Like he brought out an MVP trophy Because he was the MVP So that was kind of dope too Uh, These dudes are here Black Lion Society that I'm about to show you They, They ripped it See now we transition to some more seasoned people. Then I rapping over the over the vocals. Although it'll sound like he was at the end. They, they shut it down. Everybody was hyped. Two dudes. They, they both ripped it. I think this dude was um okay he's I am son so let me go check back let me look at the picture flyer real quick let me see if I can find out this dude's name because I couldn't find it out while I was uh nah I still don't know I am something I am YKU, maybe. Maybe he's YKU. That could be it. I am YKU. We'll go with that. I apologize if that's not you. (laughs) I really do apologize if that's not you. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't find him. I, I I don't know what this guy's name is. I tried to write down after everybody after they said their names. Um. But this dude, I couldn't I couldn't uh, couldn't catch it. He said it too fast. Um. Yeah, and they don't have him on there, on the original flyer. 
All right, well, we're going to play him and play it anyways. Where we at? Because he was dope. A bit. Can I rap a little bit for y'all real quick? I have to go to my Instagram first because I did a couple live videos while I was uh there. I think this might be. Oh, so this was Black Lion Society. So they was hype. Alright, so here's this dude. I came to rap tonight. I don't know what to Yes, players on the production. Yes. Listen. I like I work with a jackhammer. My bottom line is powering over your damn standards. If she fly, I'm a pilot. I can't land it. In a grand canyon. Do some damn damage. My man's voice and delivery really reminds me of a, a black thought. I think that's why I was was rocking with him so heavy. Rocket when I'm so heavy. Uh, so then we had uh So those three things we talking about uh fear, criticism and change. They had somebody come who was, you know, talking about mental health and, and, and trying to better ourselves and stuff. So I thought that was dope too. What you can think of, what you want to manifest, what they look at. So when you look at things in life, I want you to understand that you make that change by putting that thing together, by putting it in your mind. I want you to write it, say it, and think it. Those three things are very key right now. I want y'all to understand that we are in a alarming light of homicide right now. I mean, suicides right now. And a lot of people are taking it live because what? They don't love themselves. So I want you to understand, I want everybody to say with me, I love myself. I want you to say it louder, I love myself. I want you to say it louder, I love myself. I want you to say it every day. When I couldn't help but say it just like, uh, just like, uh, Kendrick Lamar. I love myself. Hold on, hold on. He just came in so smooth. Let me. Put your hands in the air for JD one time for the greatest to do it. Before we go any further, 
My man DJ Los is here. We gonna drive it like this, let me know. Rest in peace to Bobby Hutton and all the legacies and what it seemed like I'm in touch with. The proud underground that they leave out the discussion. Call it violence keepers and then see how y'all adjusting. I was lucky where I never had to look for. It was like a lullaby before daddy took off. Singing how we got the free Huey, we got the free Huey. The vision right enough where you can probably see it through me. Where my fist up in the air, sitting shaders, little sand blow. Reach from my umbrella, I was raised to let it get it blow. Pancakes for everyone who need to get their plate filled. Pistols in the kitchen for whoever feels. Away still, younger me taught that the world is under me. Zoo. Yeah. Really killed it, man. He shut it down, I'm not gonna lie. Sky Zoo went in. This one was nasty. This is over, uh... Went to Corvell to get a milkshake. Honey hit me up for all my loot kick. Y'all can't see the uh, video, but Ap Apollo Brown was there, and he's going crazy over the top. Yeah, that was ill. That was ill. No, oh, just let me see if I have any more Kaskazu. Oh yeah, I got this. Plug running through a funnel, how I be with mine. Pipe work, 
The Mario Luigi kind, duck hunting on these birds when the cedar rise. Light work with lamps in between the blinds. I turn the city into thriller with this beat of mine. The same drum read stuffed it in a sneaking back. For real, picture me comparing the look on a chunky face to the look on my mama face when her money late. And we mirror the mirror, it's no cutaways. Excuse me for choosing to peek the other way. Try, baby. Nasty. Nasty work. Nasty work. Nasty work. Yeah. Skyzoo went ham, man. So Skyzoo killed it. Um, Who else was there? Oh. It's a writer's writer. Here we go. Yeah. This man right here is a writer's writer. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. I had to walk my dukes out for a minute. She told me to give y'all her love. She said she had to dip out. She was busy since the bowling joint earlier today. I walked her outside and she kicked it with Boldy. So y'all know Boldy is in the, Boldy is in the vicinity. Boldy, Boldy's like that cocaine that Scarface had. It's not here, but it's close. <laughs> Not here, but it's close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see that was loud. Yeah. I thought this was the intro. This was I was trying to get the intro timed up, but there you see that was you know how it goes when you at concerts. Alright, here we go. I was curious if it sounded better on, on there. Alright, hold on. Cause I, I brought my recorder and I actually got this recorded. So let's see how it sounds. Uh if it'll let me do it. If it'll let me do it. That's gonna give us trouble. Doesn't like it. Doesn't like it one bit. Nope, it doesn't like that. Alright, let's try this one last one. Otherwise, we're just gonna play it from my phone, I guess. Open with. doesn't like it doesn't want to play it because i'm using my podcast uh monitor it doesn't like it all these other audio things don't like playing if i'm not playing it from my phone so that kind of really puts a, a hamper on things 
Because I have some good stuff here, man. Let's see here. Let's see if I can work some magic. Y'all be, y'all be, y'all be patient with me. While I try to work out this magic. Because I want you guys to hear it right. You know what I mean? I don't want to do you guys, uh, especially Padilla. You know what I mean? I don't want it to be, I want it to be done the right way. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be done the right way. All right, let's see here. Try this. We're just gonna do it this way. Alright, let's see. Let's see if this will work out the way I want it to. It might not. So I apologize. It's still loading. I apologize. I might have to run this back just a little bit. Y'all be y'all be y'all be uh be gentle with me. Intro beat was crazy. Bananas. Kindly, kindly, and let me see you just... 
Turn it up, hey, turn it up, hey, turn it up, let me hear you say, turn up, turn it up, hey, turn it up, hey, let me hear you say, just turn up, turn it up, hey, turn it up, hey, turn it up, yeah, just turn up, yeah, turn it up, turn it up, welcome to my mental torture chamber. As you can tell, I was trying to, I was feeling this. <laughs> Loki, this is one of my favorite songs off the, off the new album. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, his, his, Elzai's set was, was fantastic, man. He, he kind of just went right into the next thing and if you smoke put your lighter up if you smoke if you smoke put your hands up like this y'all if you don't smoke put your hands up like this buckies you know what I'm saying everybody is fine yeah hey yeah yeah this song is called smoke check it out check it out hey hey y'all so no vocals he's not rapping over his vocals crazy isn't it Then the beat switched on us too. Oh, 
Not taking any type of breaths, really. Just, just absolutely shutting it down. Absolutely shutting it down. No doubt about it. On the real, no doubt about it. Elzag, shut it down. Um. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, he did more. What just it? He definitely had more for us. That's for sure. Um, I got a, one with him and Fat Cat. Uh, they got together. Let's see here. Fat Cat and Elzai on stage. Cold steel. Cold steel. So yeah, man. Uh, and then he did do a Dilla track. Um. Got everybody hype. I'm a 
Yeah, man, Elzai absolutely shut it down. I was, it was very cool to see um, Elzai live, uh, especially at a place like a Marble Bar. So, um, yeah. Start talking about the hip hop shop. I'm such a local cat trying to make a name for myself, you know, and I didn't even know, you know, you know, it was a dream, you know, I was hoping it would happen, but you know, it was all the dealer that 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 was the first person to get my name across the world like that. So shout out to Jay Dillo, we doing it like that for him. How you looking, ho? Okay. Y'all came here for Dilla, man. Put your hands up. We about to do one more joint on the album. Yeah, so that was dope. So then we had Boldy James. It took him a little second to come out. My bad, y'all. Yeah, right, I'm gonna be you. 
Since our Baldy James came out. Heavy bass. Yeah, so that was Boldy. Boldy shut it down too, low key. And then uh, Lil Boldy came out, his son, and they was performing together. So that was that was really cool. Um, I think I might have that on video. Uh, track his son. His son was going in low key. I think this is this the one. No, that's the picture I got. I got the picture of him. I was waiting to figure out which one was the Dilla, the Dilla produced beats, but because he was supposed to be performing Drug Dilla, that fully produced Dilla uh, album that that Boldy has, but. Boldy puts out some of this music. I don't even. I don't always know. Thank you. 
Ja, ich will es I think this is the one with his son on it. stuff in the other back patio uh like i said there was a dj playing and uh a dj was was shutting it down it sounded a little something like this sorry y'all got it super loud it reminded me of uh i was telling somebody Man, I didn't get I didn't catch my man's name too, but he was a radio pro, uh radio promoter for WJLB uh back in the nineties. And uh we started talking and I was like, Man, they got it they got it sounding like ninety six, ninety seven WJLB Saturday nights live at the River Rock. <laughs> and then then he was like, Oh, it's funny you say that. I used to work at WJLB as a radio promoter and I used to be at the River Rock. <laughs> He was asking, like, does this generation like house music? That's a topic for a whole nother episode. But, yeah, we do. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it was it, it was a really cool event. Um, then they had my Detroit players uh, do a special for Amp Fiddler. Sound a little something like this. They had Nick Speed with DJ Los and Mighty Trape, uh, Mighty Trape Player Band. So that was going in. I went too far. I got ahead of myself. Surprises in store for you and yours. But 
So they finally they were that was them while they were setting up. They finally got going. See, they was really vibing. I ain't gonna give y'all too much. They was killing it. Nick Speed on the mic. Then they had this dude come out. He was just uh he had his he had his 
He was a real Detroit player. Man came through, had this, had this little, this mink blue jacket on, but it wasn't. He didn't have his arms through. He had a little cane, had some sunglasses on. He had the slick back. As a pimp named Slickback walked up in here, up in there singing. I'll shut it down too. Yeah, man, we was all jamming, as you can see. trying to get video my man's next to me because he was he was really feeling that he kept singing so loud i could barely catch the video and they did a special song to amp fiddler because they actually have a track that they did with amp fiddler um so they played that and uh that was that was my night you know that's how it ended because at that point it was already like 2 30 in the morning and I was trying to take my kids to Monster Jam the next day. So I was like, yo, I'm out. I got to go. I can't I can't do this no more. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm old now. I can't rock like I used to back in the day. Back in the day when I was young. I'm not a kid anymore. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to keep it on the house tip to the end. Um... Yeah, man. Uh, I do have. Yo, we'll be we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Hold on. GameCube, that dude. What up, though? It's your boy Jay Spliff. Uh, so my introduction to JD is probably running by the far side. Uh, I wore Lab Cabin out when it when it uh, was released back in the day, and I remember seeing JD's name on the credits, but at that age, I didn't really know, like, how production worked or anything, but I knew I loved the beats he made on that album, and I had no idea who he was, that he was from Detroit, nothing, and Farside was from Cali, so I just kind of assumed he was a West Coast cat. Then, fast forward a few years, and around, like, maybe 1997, 98, I started to frequent three floors at uh, St. Andrews every Friday night. And uh, House Shoes was the DJ every week, and he would 
always play like a ton of JD stuff. And it wasn't until then that I like made the connection that he was the JD from Farside. And uh, then realizing that he also made some of my favorite shit, like Drive and Daylight Records. And he was from Detroit. It was like, man, that was a crazy pivotal uh, revelation for me. And uh, as far as my favorite Dilla song, you know, it's hard to pick one favorite Dilla song. There's never just one, you know, they kind of change with time and moods. Uh, Welcome to Detroit is probably my favorite JD project, but today I'd say some of my favorite Dilla songs, whether like rapping or beat-wise, would probably be, you know, Slum Village, Fall in Love, Busta's, uh, Genesis, De La, Stakes is High, and uh, probably like Shake It Down from Welcome to Detroit. Uh, Dilla's just like such an underrated rapper too, man. His verse on that BR Gunner track, Do Your Thing, fucking dope, man. So, shit, it'd be hard for to pick a top 20, honestly, because there's just so many joints by Dilla that I love. Uh, the man changed the whole landscape of music, man. You know? All right. What up, doe? This is Ditch Plains, Paul Allen, checking in on the MC Nerd Jock Show. Checking in for Dilla Month. The first time I heard Jay Dilla, any of his music, was through a friend of mine, Pat Ward, who used to run Rhythm Lab Studios in Pontiac. And he had a reel of some of the early fantastic recordings which were recorded there. And it was Look of Love. Look of Love was the first song played off the reel in that studio. Um, that was the first time I was able to hear his production and um, his style. As far as favorite beats or favorite tracks, it's it's so difficult to really nail down um, a favorite. So I'm going to have to definitely say it was just the beat tapes. Um, I was lucky enough to be passed a few beat tapes by Jay and um, the whole the whole aura of you know receiving the tape, taking your time, rolling some blunts and putting the tape in, listening from front to back. That experience with, you know, either yourself or your few or close friends um, sitting down and listening to something that no one knew about. You knew you were a very rare company of people who had these tapes, and it was something special. So I'm going to have to say definitely the B tapes. Um, it was just, we were very lucky in that time, lucky to be around, lucky to be in the scene, um, lucky to know Jay Dilla. So those were some 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 great times. I miss him. Um, and we celebrate him today, carry on his spirit his legacy, and uh, yeah, that's what it is, Ditch Plains checking in, MC Nerd Jack Show, saying what up though, happy Dilla month, hope you all well, peace. Big shout out to DJ Super J Spiff, and Dutch Plains of course man, I appreciate y'all, thank you all, man this has been a beautiful episode, um, Man, uh, I wanted to play y'all this real quick. I know we we kind of getting on like two hours almost here. I wasn't really expecting this to be that long. I thought it was gonna be like a forty five minute episode. So y'all got blessed today. Um, <laughs> um, I wanted to play y'all this to kind of like firsthand somebody who was with Jay Dilla on a pretty regular basis. Um kind of talking about his process a little bit and i'm not going to play you a lot of it because it's only like a six and a half minute video and i don't want to like be playing his stuff on mine because then that's not fair to him 
um, to Frank Knit because then you guys aren't going to his channel and supporting him. So make sure you guys uh, support Frank Knit and go check out the Travel Rap Podcast uh, with Frank Knit. Um, this has been the Jay Dilla editions this month. Um, so there's a lot of stories about Jay Dilla if you want to um, hear from Frank Knit's uh, perspective. Uh, so this, he's kind of talking about the, the process of Jay Dilla. So he's talking about how they, they just went um, just went record record shopping, digging, crate digging, and Dilla got a bunch of bunch of records um, like the day before or something like that. And then now he's got this stack of records on the side and he's going to clean. And while he's cleaning, he's going to listen to these records and this is kind of his process. Um, and so you understand kind of the genius and the, and the alien like tendencies of Jay Dilla. Um, after listening to this, hopefully at least. So on days when he would decide he wanted to clean up the studio, he would go through these records, right? But not just go through the records. He would take a record and, and, and put it on, on side A and just let it play. And while it's playing, he would get out his little duster. He kept a little duster and he would dust his whole record collection, all his equipment, you know, sweep up, clean up the studio. And during this process, he would listen to the A side of the record all the way through, never skip, never stop, never go to it. When it's over, flip it over, listen to the B side. Now, in the process of cleaning, he he, he gets, you know, four or five different records that go through that he hears records on the A and the B side just playing through. He's not stopping them. He's He's just letting them play. He's just listening while he's cleaning. So his mind is on cleaning. He's dusting records and making sure things are in order and just doing all of the stuff to make the studio comfortable, right? And at some point when he's done, he'll say, hey, Frank, man, I'm about to about to go over here and mess with something. So he'll go over to this pile of records that he'd been listening to, four or five records that he went through while he was cleaning. And when I tell you he'll put the record on, yeah, man, I want to use this and just needle drop it to where he wants to sample from and like he didn't stop it while he didn't even look at it while he was cleaning but somehow he knows exactly where it is on the record and it's like literally the third record on side a at the end right and then he's gonna say yo frank i want to uh take the, the second record on side b the last 30 seconds when the dude stopped playing the horn boom and then he's gonna find i uh, like this drum kit from that fifth record we listened to on side B's song seven it, and I would sit there and try to fit like I'm listening to the same records you, you playing I, but like you heard all these things and then he would just go and I'm kind of old and you know but think about like the old west right and they would have those uh, cashiers and the cashier would put in the numbers duh, 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 and pull the lever sting and it would you know, put print the print the uh, your total on the piece of paper so you can get a receipt, right? And then click, 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 ding, click, 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 right? So when he would get these samples, he would do this alien thing, right? Where he would go and he would drop the needle, know what he's gonna get, right? And then he would chop it up and put it in the, in the machine, and then it would just be like 
the alien would come out and it'd just be hands and click, 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 and he would turn the dial and just you would just hear click, click, zip, click, zip, click, zip, and twelve minutes later he push play, dog, and blow your face off, blow your face off. But the bugged out part is that he formulated all this while cleaning and listening to say 15 other songs with other samples and all types of stuff but he narrowed it down in his head while he's cleaning and then makes this stuff that blows your face blow your face face off i'm just faceless in the basement i'm just a faceless wonder in the basement that's wild i still couldn't that is absolutely wild absolutely wild when I hear good shit, it makes me want to go make something, but not make something like what I just heard. That's the only difference. It's like they take the inspiration, yeah, and then goes and do the exact same thing. I, I don't, I don't understand. That. You know, what I'm saying where what I feel when I make music is like energy, but it's it's not like I'm not thinking about premiere when I make. No, no. I'm not thinking about. P. Rock. I love their work. I, I so, love Dre. I love. You got Timber. any inspiration source? Just it's like old records. What is old, old records? Um, you know how I feel for the day. You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't understand like um, how how the shit comes through me or when I feel the urge to work. You know, it just happens. It's like like I said, it's a mood. You know what I'm saying? Some days I wake up and I might not want to want to make anything, yeah. but I get a phone call from P. Rock yeah, and it's back to the lab. Yeah. Yeah. So I stumbled across this uh, Slum Village live at the shelter. It's got to be like 95, 96. But they, they got this intro that Jay Dilla did. This crazy flip. I'd never heard before. Listen. We have 15 minutes around. Oh, you was fucking around. Fucking around. Ah, see? Play that shit. Well, it's all good. Alhamdulillah. I'll pray this dude to Allah up in this bitch. Allah's up in this bitch. <laughs> what? Right. Allah's up in this bitch. What, nigga? That's right. That's right. Allah's in always a roll like this. We got three minutes, but fuck it. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. No, we rolling. We rolling our, we rolling our stuff. Play that shit. Y'all um, came here to see SV and P.O. Well, Rock. We finna rock. Yes, this is the intro for y'all asses. That's crazy. I, I can't believe I never heard that flip before.
it's been a great episode you guys thank you all so much for for rocking with us for hanging out with us um happy dilla month happy 50th um definitely if you haven't read dilla time by dan charnish please go do that um if you're looking to if jay dilla really changed your life like the t-shirts and stickers say you can always donate uh to the james dewitt foundation james dewitt yancey foundation which uh is geared towards uh bringing the arts and technology back to schools um so that's you know a good cause uh you know hey there's some things you can do man for dilla month um it was a wonderful month especially here in detroit the last few years i feel i guess they have been doing so this was the third uh dilla world uh weekend or month really because it was like six events throughout the month um and i guess this is the third year that they've done that and i i don't know where i've been the last two years um i think there was supposed to be something last year like a big concert buster rhymes was supposed to be there um last year i think it was last year um at the russell industrial center downtown detroit um or kind of like midtown detroit and it uh actually that's like more like new center i think um but they ended up canceling and uh last one i last event that i've went like a dilla they used to have like dilla day dilla the weekend dilla trade i don't know there's been a ton of different stuff um last one i think i've talked to you guys about on here before uh it was it was gotta be like 2018 or 2019 it was before covid i know that much uh, so it's been a, it had been a minute since I had been to any of the Dilla celebrations here in the city, um, and this was a cool one because it was still star studded. Um, I feel like a lot of times the star studded ones happen outside of Detroit, <laughs> like L.A. and New York and Miami. Uh, so this was really cool to have some big names still there: Boldy, Elzai, Sky Zoo. Um, you know, so that was really cool. Uh, it was it was a great man. It was it was a great event, a great month, uh, and we'll catch you guys next year for all the Dilla stuff. Peace. Oh wait, I'm not leaving yet. I lied. Listen, make sure y'all follow the Instagram. Make sure y'all follow. Uh, valid. 313 make sure you guys followed uh dutch planes d t c h planes uh make sure you guys follow uh super j spliff um pretty sure it's spelled just like that it's, it might be super so the super uh an e-man name but backwards make sure you guys follow him as well and uh check out the beats brews and point of views podcast uh, check out Valid's uh, latest tape, the Bronco tape, uh, as well as him and Stretch. If y'all haven't checked out uh, Valid and Stretch Money, 
Bill and Isaiah project. It's one of the best ones that I've heard in a long time. Uh, so yeah, man. Y'all, uh, y'all keep rocking with us. We're going to keep rocking with y'all. This episode of the Missionary Jock Show was brought to you by the United Negro Podcasting Guild of America, where we be podcasting. This episode was recorded at an undisclosed location in Gross Point Woods, Michigan. Edited in an undisclosed studio in New Baltimore, Michigan. All episodes of the MC Nerd Jock Show are brought to you by GC Productions. You already know. The intro and outro of the MC Nerd Jock Show are produced by none other than the legendary producer, Slumber Logic. <laughs>